Hello, welcome to the Honest War Game. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to a lovely Saturday. Hope you are all well. Thank you for being here. Uh, today's show is going to be me painting and doing some hanging out for an hour. Uh, I just want to start off by saying, obviously, we were meant to be doing event coverage today. Um, I want to apologize to the TOs, uh, but I wasn't feeling particularly great uh, and some other stuff came up. And so uh, we ended up, I ended up calling it today. You know, I don't normally do that. So like, like it's very rare, like I'll do that. So, but I took the day off. I apologize to the TOs, but the TOs have informed me that they are doing a top eight. So it's a one day event. There's 50 or so players playing. Uh, the top eight are going to qualify through to a top eight tournament. And we will do the coverage from that. I think that's in a few weeks time. So I'm going to get back to the TOs today and we'll discuss that. So apologies to everyone who's expecting that today. Other than that, we're going to be doing some painting right now and taking your questions in the chat and seeing how you guys are, I guess, is the uh, the real kind of like uh, show today. Uh, I'm still working on this. I'm quite, uh, I'm quite proudly did some airbrushing yesterday to get the base kind of looking a bit more uh, well, like I want it to go. And I'm going to keep painting this. I'm mainly going to paint while I chat to you guys. So uh, questions from the chat uh, about whatever you like, I think is the important bit. Um. Uh, <laughs> nice. I'll get a tool belt. I'm really in for that. All right. Uh, thanks, big round specs. Uh, yeah, this is some this is some sweet terrain. Uh, I'm I'm on the terrain hype. I'm on the the airbrushing hype as well. Uh, I'm trying to get my airbrushing up to standard. Uh, as you guys know, I'm not the best painter, but I'm hoping if I can just cheat with an airbrush, maybe that'll take me take me places I never expected. This is the airbrushing on the top. You guys can see there. I think I've done okay so far. Uh, need uh, the bait. I'm quite proud of the basin. I think the basin is quite nice actually. Uh, thoughts on the Lumineth Realm Lords data sheets? Uh, so obviously, me and Mr. Mumford went through these yesterday. We did get some of the information wrong, not everything, uh, but I do think I have the the stonks available in my head. If if anyone hasn't purchased stuff today, um, to quote my friend Joe, who messaged me this morning, big shout out to Joe P. Uh, anyone that doesn't understand that the the uh, the wind chargers, so the kangaroos, are probably the most amazing unit in Age of Sigmar at the minute, is on a different planet to me when playing Age of Sigmar, is all I'm going to say. Uh, like, completely different planet that doesn't understand how it works, basically. Uh, so, so strong. So ridiculously strong. And... So one of the things you're going to do is you're going to look at their data sheet, which is available if you go on the Games Workshop store. You can look at their data sheet, or sorry, their war scroll, and you're going to be like, oh, Rob, it's only 16 shots and a, like five or six, oh, it's more than five or six, it's like, is it 15 melee attacks? A lot of melee attacks. And you're going to be like, that's not good enough. It's not what it's about. It's about that charge. There are 130 points of making my opponent not be able to move around the board. To put them in context, they're only 50 points more than the pre-game move uh, Untamed Beasts, who you see all the time. Um, and let me tell you, they are 11 out of 10. That's all I'm going to say. Like, So the stonks on the wind charges, so the kangaroos, are through the roof. They're really, really good. Some of the other stuff that's kind of breaking the internet today... Um, oh, let me see what you guys think of that before I move on. Uh, hey, Believer. Um, <laughs> you just wanted to spend more time talking about how wonderfully balanced that they are so wonderfully balanced i think uh <laughs> that isn't what i tried to do um uh <laughs> just seeing if we've got a special viewer in um uh let's see i'm not sure but um <laughs> what's going on 
what do you think? Uh, I thought it was coverage today. Again, if anyone in the chat could help anyone who jumps in the next five minutes and says, was there ch- uh, uh, coverage day Coral done? Um, we decided to call it today uh, just because uh, we we dropped, we lost a co-host and I just wasn't feeling great. So um, that's what's going to happen today. Co- in coverage uh, via TTS, if I'm 100% honest with you guys, is a little bit... Uh, what's the right word? Like, it's just, it's still engaging, but it's harder. Like, I don't have another person in the room with me. I'm just in this box for 12 hours in a day. It's not like, I wouldn't say it's the healthiest. Like, being at an event, um, meeting people, having even someone just co-hosting with you, like, physically, it's just a lot more, like, rewarding. It's not that I don't like doing it, don't get me wrong, and I do plan on doing loads more TTS coverage. It's just the psychological prep for doing that. And also, like, I don't have... Um, you're doing a lot on the day. Normally when we go do coverage, I obviously I have my tech guy, so Big Scrivo, uh, doing all the lovely button pushing and making it so that really I can just focus on doing the commentary. I unfortunately am doing everything when we're doing the TTS coverage, so um, I just took a break today and I apologise. What's everyone saying? Okay, since I never thought I would type, sitting in a hot tub watching a stream. Mr. Tiger, nice. Yes. Oh, do you know what? Guys, Let's get some hot tub money. Who wants to see me live stream from a hot tub? Because I don't. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to see that. Let's not do that. <laughs> um, I recently promised I would stop throwing money at this, this capitalist machine. And this morning, it took me two minutes to buy both new books. My question is, am I a bad person? You're not an, a bad person, MJ Pegasus. I'm quite excited to read the Lumineth story now it's all the way out. Uh, so, like, I don't think that's bad in any way, shape or form. So... You get on it, babe. Um, uh, hey, Colonel Cabbage, hope you're well. Well done for getting all of our uh, TTS assets loaded up. Uh, you're doing a great service to the community there. Um, uh, what skip? Uh, what's this, that skip? You're obscenely broken. <laughs> uh, so recently saw a match with a single hero phase lasted 35 minutes. Says Matt Readiness. Why is there no chess watch for limiting time spent on battle rounds? Uh, because so maybe there should be. Ultimately, uh, I think like I think really it should just be a lot more kind of like social pressure from each other to finish games. I think maybe talking heads have, have done a disservice uh, over the past few years. We, there's been some talking heads who've who've said they can expertly decide uh, how the outcome of a match uh, plays out, so it doesn't matter if a match finishes, which I think is perverse. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, the talking heads could really have a conversation with each other and push for people finishing their games and call out people that don't finish their games. Well, just be like, finish your games, babes. Like, get it on. Um, do you think other armies will need to change to deal with Lumineth Realm Lords updates as Kelbar? Yes. Very much like we saw with the OCR Bone Reapers catapult, I think that there are some core fundamental changes for Lumineth Realm Lords or the new Lumineth Realm Lords that are going to change up how some armies play or if they can even play. I think they negatively affect um, Carriage and Overlords as a first jump off very, very much. Uh, I think that there's some there's some real good uh, anti-Lumineth uh, tech in there. Not Lumineth, sorry. Anti-KO tech, which uh, is good. We want that. We want that uh, in some ways. We don't want it to like shut them down. I don't think it shuts them down, but I, does think, I do think it affects them. Um, oh, wow. There's loads of you in the chat. What up, everyone? Watch every. Thanks for resubscribing. Ooh, uh, if I don't, um, if I miss any questions, just just ask them again, basically. Hey, Forks Art, uh, super lovely to see you here. Uh, really nice uh, that you've been tuning in all the time. Um, uh, I got my Jukari Codex and some Court of Arkham models. Time to build a Slith. Go on, Colonel Cabbage. Uh, let's do coverage from a hot tub. What's the worst that can happen? 
Um, electrocute to death? Is that what's the worst that can happen? I think so. Let's not. <laughs> let's not do that. Uh, I've just. No. Right. Okay. Um, I don't need to do a big arm. Um, there's no one else in the room who I have to talk over. That's a psychological thing. Um, right, so what's everyone saying in the chat and where was I in my thought? Rob, we still uh, would still wear a flannel shirt even in a hot tub. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Maybe some flannel booty shorts, but there's nothing wrong with having a style, I'll have you know. I, I'll have you know over the past year I've changed. I've gone from wearing only black tees, only black tees, to look at this now. This is a, this was given to me by a local brewery who brought me some real ales, as you can see. Uh, that's the uh, this and honest wargamer t-shirts. I now don't wear black, only black t-shirts. I'd say only eighty percent black t-shirts now. So I've really changed as a person, which I think is growth is what we want to see from each other. We want to see growth. We want to see us moving forward with our lives, improving every day. Um, there was a hot tub based event from the creators of Bobo prior to the first one. Dreadwoods is correct. Yes, Sparhammer, uh, the most exclusive Warhammer event on the calendar. I think it uh, plans to return. Not many people know about Sparhammer. It is exclusive. Um, so uh, I will try and get you guys the information on that. Uh, maybe we will run the Honest Wargamer Sparhammer event as well in conjunction. Uh, who doesn't want to play their games of Warhammer and then get a nice massage after, a big sports massage on that lower back? You know, the, the pain of having to lean over that table for a whole day who doesn't want a sports massage at the end of it? Um, <laughs> now the challenge is to find flannel items and clothes and center up. Do we think there is a flannel sub box? I don't want any flannel items sent to me at all. Don't be sending me. I don't want to be. No, I don't want that. I don't want to look like some weird Scottish. Like, there's nothing wrong with Scottish people. I want Forks Art to know this in the chat. But I don't want to look like I love. Is flannel tartan? Am I confusing them? Am I being racist to Scottish people? I hope not. Who knows? <laughs> I recently find myself uh, really adoring the Irish but that's just a recent thing over the past few days uh, I'm not really sure why um, right uh, loading my first ever meme uh, when they tell you to strip your models to sort of off go on you've got this uh, Azrank Lumineth rules seem so dumb that I didn't drop money on pre-orders instead painting some Drukhari okay let me be the guy to uh, flannel isn't tartan I'll get you some real tartan I really want a kilt I wanted a kilt for years Nathan wore a kilt to Bobo once, and I was so jealous, which is, I was so jealous. I was like, I wish I had uh, the power to um, do that. How many points did the Flying Kangaroo Hero end up? 300 points. Right. <laughs> let's talk about, so let's talk about Severith. Let's talk about the big kangaroo shooter, because I think I've got some points to make on him. I think a lot of people at the moment are very triggered by Severith's rules, and Severith has got a lot of rules. It's very true. It's very true. The Sin guy clearly wrote this book. He clearly had a lot of coffee that afternoon, like a lot, working from home. Maybe this is just what we got when they're, they're more well-rested. They're working from home. They've got a lot of time on their hands. This is how we end up with the Lumineth Realm Lords book. However, um, uh, I don't think it's as good as everyone is talking about. And like, and that's not me trying to be contrary for any particular reason, because you guys know I would jump. I think kangaroos are dumb, so dumb. I just want to make sure I'm super clear on this. Kangaroos, so the the wind charges are so 
so dumb at 130 points. I thought they were dumb yesterday when I thought they were 150 points. Now I know they're 130. So dumb. Like, fucking to the moon. Like, only kangaroos over the top. Like, over the top. Like, because of how they work inside their own army. That's really important, how they work. Uh, another army that they would work really well inside of is corn, because Lumineth and corn play fairly similarly. They can't really aggro everything over into their opponent's army turn one, like, or most of turn one. Like, they have to move fairly, like, uh, gingerly and play as a castle to some degree. Yeah? Corn are the same. And so they would work well in that. What this gives is it gives Lumineth, so inside their own army is what is how I think that they're strong. Inside their own army, they give Lumineth so many options in addition to how they already played. However, the Fox, the Fox is cool, don't get me wrong, but he's 300 points in an army that's already desperate for points. And they're desperate for points because everything in their army is fucking hilariously good. Like, outrageously good. But... 300 points feels about right for him. It's not he's not the most survivable model in the game like at all by any although obviously the FAQ needs to come out where the 12 inches in your opponent's shooting phase he moves that has to be FAQ'd. If that isn't FAQ'd, he's immortal apart from to shooting which is again dumb. But if he's not like if that does get FAQ'd and it should just want to point out um uh I don't think he's that great because, and I spoke to Dreadwoods about this actually in the chat earlier, um, uh, in WS10 chat, WS10, um, they they don't work. It, so the Lumineth book is all, so already, already, we often saw only techless, right? Listen, I get that everyone likes Cow Mountain Men and Eumetrica, but competitively they're fine. 3-2, maybe 4-1, but mid-tier. They're a mid-tier. The strong element um, of Lumineth is obviously Teclas and everything, uh, all of the Venari. That's how it works. Now, what we've end up, um, uh, now what we end up with is something very, very different. Is because the Venari have got some bonuses that, like, so they would always need Teclas because they had nowhere else to pivot to in the list. So you had your Sentinels, you had your Wardens, and maybe you had your Dawn Riders, but you couldn't pivot to anywhere else in the list at all. It was like Teclas or the Eumetrica models, and they didn't really work. So it was like, well, it's Teclas then. Yeah, all our allies something in. Now I don't think you need Teclas in any way, shape, or form because you can take the Aurelan, sorry, got that right, Aurelan parts of the list, add that, add to that a bunch of other elements like the wind chargers. So like for the, you get five units of wind chargers for the price of Teclas. It's really good. I just want to point that out. Like, you could have four units and you could have uh, the Cloud Mage, the Wind Mage. That works really nicely as well. Um, but what you're not going to do is drop Teclis with Severith. Severith is also keyword locked into Eumetrica as well. Like, not keyword locked, but is in Eumetrica. So, like, Severith is whatever. And then as soon as you're not Severith and you're 250 points and you're the other uh, Fox, I'm not saying that he's rubbish. I don't want you to think he's rubbish. I just don't think he's very good. Should that many unique um, should that many unique abilities be on one war scroll is a great question. However, if we look at where it's pointed, which is 300 points, one of the things we probably need to understand is that the that we as a community are arriving at this in a very uh, kind of in a very interesting way. 
And my reason for that is, we know, like, so if they were to, let's say, if they were like, so Bellacore is the best example. Bellacore is getting a new model, and we think it's going to get new abilities, right? But we know Bellacore. We know where Bellacore sits. We know, like, a lot, of, a lot of the conversation we're all having amongst ourselves is, is Bellacore going to be Archeon? Like, he's like, is Bellacore going to be set up to rival Archeon? Are we talking, like, that level of power, like, in the story? Because it could be. At which point, you could definitely see some bonkers rules on Bellacore, and you could see Bellacore being 600 points. You could see, like, some craziness, is what I'm saying. Because we know where Bellacore is. With all of the Lumineth stuff, we don't really understand the Age of Sigmar universe as well as the guys who are putting out these new battle tomes. And when they're putting out these new battle tomes, they're like, a wind spirit is like a bloodthirster. And you're like, right, okay. So like, I mean, bloodthirster is a bad example. Keeper of Secrets, there we go. It's also not great. Lord of Change. But you know what I mean? It's a greater demon. Effectively, it's a greater demon. So Vermin Lord, Vermin Lord's like, Vermin Lord's fuck. We know this already, yeah? Vermin Lords are good. And they like they, they put the rules in to like let us know where how good they think Vermin Lords are. Like we get them, they're demons, they're chaos, they're really good. They got that five up DPR, they're like they've all got great spells, they're good casters, they're good in a fight. We know where they've been pushed in. So I think when we get a new battle tome or a new race or a new army, sometimes we are a little bit ignorant. Like, same to me, like you have to ask yourself, where are where are the kind of rules guys but also the narrative guys pitching this particular unit um and i think that there's a good conversation to be had there i think some of the rules are dumb i think someone uh, i saw trog earlier say that the fact that you can destroy faction trainer or two plus is dumb and i agree it should be like a four up a two up is like like the whole book smacks of them like it's way too auto the whole book and might give us some design clues of where they might take age of sigma in the future they might make it less dice dependent. A lot of twos to do this ability, a lot of twos to do this other ability. Like, so it's, you know, it's a lot more like guaranteed I'm going to do a thing. I bet that they've got some like chud playtesters who are like, oh, I just want to do it all the time. I don't want to like, I don't want it to not work. <laughs> That's so rude. That's so rude, but I don't care today. I'm tired. <laughs> right, anyway, I've been speaking a while now. I'm going to listen to the Twitch chat and what you've got to say. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a sip of water as well. Um, uh, I am honestly afraid the Grave Lords will be done by the Bin Guy since Sin Guy was busy. Womp womp. <laughs> like, agreed. Agreed. Uh, also, is there any precedence for getting a free scenery piece uh, is not in context of a full rework? Marcus Rerock, no. This clearly was the full rework. This was the whole thing. Like, why do we have a Sinari Kalitha, but we didn't get the Sinari rule until this? Uh, to quote Benjamin Sava, who was on the other day, they just flat out cut the book in half. Lazy, lazy, money-grabbing fucks. There we go. There's a bit of salt for you. But we're back on the train, boys. Like, <laughs> um, I don't really mind the power level issue. It's more that Loimroth Realm Lords have lots of weird rules, Jank. Oh my god, yes. We could talk about that. Loads. Not piling in. We'll start this. Not piling in or piling in. There was no one ever who was like do you know what piling in is too simple piling in's too easy it's way too easy and like let's really make it fucking confusing no one ever not one person has ever made that sentence but here we are living our best lives begun the piling wars have so um see you later folks are
Uh, Ebert, thanks for catching the street live. Good evening, Count Moore, or uh, morning even. Thanks for being here. Um, what's he been? Sa- what's he say? I've been thinking a lot about the Bin Sing guys. I reckon one's a retired and overzealous traffic warden. <laughs> and the other worked in a primary school or library. You pick which is which. Yeah. I don't know which is which, though. Is the bin guy the warden who's like, holy within 12, you behave. None of your... You want to do an ability? Four plus. Um, Tie winning. As a 40k plebeian, what's going on in Piling Wars? Well, actually, it's quite relevant to 40k because obviously 40k, you're currently in the activation wars. If Age of Sigmar fans of the show don't know what's currently happening in the 40k community, the 40k community are like, hey, could we get some crystal clear clarification on like you like you strike last but you strike first conversation and like everyone's like everyone in the 40k community is like fucking can someone say what the rules are and you see my community are like first time first time first time here um so i think 40k will get more and more of that as time goes on in age of sigma we have started to get a lot of rules a lot of rules or a lot of rules that have been that have dictated how piling can or cannot work. So we had uh, with Broken Realms Marathi, we had the new, uh, we had the net launchers on the Alapexes, so the sharks for Ineth Deepkin, and they if they hit a unit, they can't pile in. They can't pile in. Yeah. Oh baby, right. Um, that's pretty good. And now we have several. Uh, and then we got like the Snesh book where you could have like a six inch piling battalion, but we're basically just not counting the Snesh book because it was written by I don't know, a child or something. Um, uh, and they also, their locus got changed to on a, a, a three up or a two up. A three up, uh, you can only pile an inch or you can't pile in at all, or like we've already forgotten, so who cares? Um, and uh, But now, so an- another case of it is the point. And now this Lumineth book is full full of pylons we also had it in the old lumineth book as well like so yeah eumetrical was able to like eumetrical units were able to push you back um uh after combat but now we have units that stop you from units that make it so units that compile in six inches for a good six inches which we had on sister slaughter anyway so that's not unique but just more units having it is is a big deal uh we also have got um no pylons coming from um oh no minus two piling coming out from uh the wind spirits as well uh there are also some um like artifacts that also affect piling as well so effectively pilings are either being given bonuses like you can pile in six inches or or they're being fucked with and you can't pile in uh which is fairly significant ultimately uh so uh yeah we're in the piling wars they have begun and this is the first don't forget don't forget that the way Games Workshop works is unless there's some... Like, they'd have carried the activation wars on forever had we not, like, screamed into the night about it. So we are going to be Age of Sigmar 3, whatever those books are, loads of pilings, no pilings. It's going to be full of that. Hey, Warhammer Rob. Hey, Diadrin. Big love to you. Um, there's going to be all the new... Grave Lords will have some sort of piling stuff. So we've got, like, five or six books. we still got Bellacore. <laughs> we still got Kragnos. We're probably looking at five or six publications in a row that are going to have like their new. Oh, why don't we fuck about with pilings a bit? Thing on the dartboard. Um, so uh, yeah, we've also saw some other stuff in the Lumineth. Like we've had auto casting uh, from Techlist. Now we've got auto hitting, which 
I really don't agree with at all. That just so boring, like so boring. But I feel like that they want to they, they want to push the game that way, uh, the game designers. Uh, but I'm not sure why. But they seem to want to, um, and I'm sure I'm sure someone like Vince will like break that down uh, as to why that's probably terrible. Um, I think it's terrible, but I don't want to go on a long tir- tirade about why it is. I just think it is, and if you don't believe me, it's fine. <laughs> we'll we'll all move on with our lives. Uh, hey Tom. Uh, if only there had been another game where they demonstrated this could be a problem that we could have learned from. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the 40k team and the 80 my team, they're all working from home. So they're not communicating, Tom. Right? Um, uh, what's... Oh, uh, thanks everyone for being here, by the way. Are you all well? I think I'm just yammering away, but I don't know if any of you are here. But it's lovely that you're all here. Not feeling chipper today, lads is the, uh, the the basic answer. So if this isn't brilliant, I apologise. But hoping a bit of rest today and I'll be sorted. Um, uh, fuck with pine as much as they like, just don't touch priority roll. Diadrin. Agreed. Agreed. Although I feel very comfortable and very safe that the piling roll... Uh, sorry, that the priority roll stays in Age of Sigmar 3. Very safe. Comfortably safe. So safe. So safe it's as if I knew. Um... The survey said people don't like rolling dice. Probably that's why. Half joke. It's not a half joke. Giant uh, Jock Tobber, like, I think it's a really fair point. One of the things that I think that they think is really valuable, um, because I've been in a conversation with Pete Foley before, and Pete Foley is ultimately at the top of this. He wants people engaging very early. He wants the... He's like... He's like... I, I think it was like a long time ago, like when I was there, and he was just like, how cool is it? The whole army is going to charge you turn one. And I was like, he's like, because then everyone's just fighting from turn one. How good's that? And I was like, is it? Is it? Um, I don't know about you guys and how you feel about it. Like, do you want the a- action to just start? But I think that philosophy and that conversation has made me think that's where they want to take the game generally. They want everyone just to be engaging in the game really early. They want all the activations. They want, like, just crack on. And I think they want it to be over. They don't want it to be ongoing. Um, uh, maybe there's some sort of evidence that people enjoy binary results like I destroy your thing or I don't no one wants to half destroy a thing do you know what I mean uh, what someone in the chat said uh, did you print that terrain piece I did thank you very much and painted it myself uh, it's taking forever so fucking I've got so much painting to do so, by the way uh, what we are now March April we're becoming a painting channel for the whole fucking month we're a painting channel for one month because there's too much painting to do too much painting to do so um auto hitting lets you completely ignore some armies means of defense monsters to hit magic horn i agree and i think that's bad um oh fish you'll be sorry jim vessel was complaining about the priority role on his show you got to talk to that boy uh i will talk to him i will talk to him i'll have him on the show i think if jim actually played age sigmar jim would love it he already likes the story loads and he likes the models uh you just got to get him on board that's what we got to do, and I think he, he, I think he'd be game. Um, surely that implies uh, that I can hit you from turn one, the turn-based game where I get to do all my shit before you get to play, Tom. And that's kind of the problem. Like you're getting it now, which is why I think we've seen some of the design cues we've seen over the past few years. I think that they think that dice rolling is probably a negative. Um, <laughs> like twos re-rolling ones didn't come from nowhere, right? On the pro roll, I wish there was something on board I could go uh, to get bonus like cash VPs for the pluses to the roll. Um, maybe Bathanos, but I think like there are already so many advantages that you can play around with to create the, a, a good priority roll situation. 
I don't think the priority role. I, I think the priority role is excellent. I don't think I have to defend the priority role like, ah, oh, it's not that bad. I think it makes the game better. That's what I think about the priority role. I don't think it's uh, not to get on this conversation again for the one billionth time, but it makes the game better. Uh, uh, does anyone else feel the priority role is just about rules designers to count more? If they have to create pages of rules to justify it, maybe it is the problem. But they don't have to create pages of rules to justify it, I don't think, in any way. I think it's great. I think it's the best part, personally. Um, it's exciting. It's a, it's a fun element to the game. Uh, the game is very rarely balanced anyway. Uh, so the conversations about that are a little asinine. I think it's great. Uh, hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. It's interesting because uh, Heat Knight's Session and the Rome Worlds aren't lethal. The damage across the turn is quite low. Most in power, that's, that's been a really good conversation, actually. I, I agree. That's why you're never giving up your block of 20 or 30 Wardens. Because those, like, they, the Lumineth really do lack a true, like, nuke unit. Like, they don't have, like, an absolute blender unit. Um, like, let's think, like, buffed up Storm Fiends, maybe. But probably only when they're a nine, not when they're anything else. They don't have, like, a true, I'm going to smash you to pieces unit. Um, they have some very good units. Like, I would say high-end output, really high-end output is 30 Wardens. Uh, but you still struggle to get all of those into an enemy uh, army um, in some ways. But 30 Wardens is probably the best that they have. And that's a significant points cost. And you so like a lot of what they have and what a lot of what Lumineth are going to play as is they're going to play as a control deck, like in loads of different ways. So they're going to they're going to make it so so experiences you will have when playing Lumineth because I don't think you're going to see the fox very much apart from some like people are going to take it because they like it, which is super okay. Experiences you will have playing Lumineth are all your command abilities cost twice as much. You might not, thanks to the new spell law, be able to use a command ability, which is pretty significant. They're going to get 10 free CP a game because of their realm piece. And their, their terrain piece. Their terrain piece also uncapturable. Uh, you can't control the terrain piece. The only one that's allowed in it is one Lumineth character. So it's a garrison, and you can't snipe out that character and then garrison their terrain piece. So they have this, like, they can, they can block board space. Because it's a garrison, they can block board space with their own terrain, which is really, really rubbish. Yeah, so that is a um, uh, thing. But like, that's what you're going to be experiencing. Uh, you're going to be experiencing uh, shooting that ignores line of sight over 36 inches. Uh, so you can just shoot you from anywhere on the board. Dominant magic phases if they put Teclas in. If they don't put Teclas in, they've just got access to some great spell laws. And, they, and also your army is going to be move blocked by kangaroos. They've got a very effective book. A very effective book. But they do lack at least a couple of key pieces. Uh, and you can't put all of and the other point is you can't put all of them into one army so putting them all into one army is um uh, because it's too expensive and like i said you're never going to see severith with teclis that's nearly a thousand points that's 960 points and you you've got like 24 woods right you need some you need some actual stuff in your army ultimately um uh, what do I? Uh, what I don't like about the role uh, from the perspective of playing is when a whole load of bad stuff happens to my army, and then based on just one roll off, it happens again without a chance to react. Yeah, I, I understand that, MJ Pegasus. I do, I do. Uh, but I feel like you feel you because you remember negatives more. That's the psychology, right? You, you, our brains are hardwired to learn negative things, remember negative things more, and the reason we do that 
is so that we learn, like if I burn my hand on a fire, I remember that experience really viscerally than having a nice cup of tea somewhere because then I remember not to put my hand in fire. That's like an evolutionary trait of human beings. So you, for every negative experience you had when the priority roll occurred, there's been a positive experience like somewhere along the road, unless you're terrible at rolling priority rolls, which is really your fault, if I'm honest. <laughs> it's not MJ. It's not your fault. <laughs> uh, do you think OBR uh, with their RDP will do well as they don't require CP and speckles? Um, uh, could do. Could do. Uh, OBR have got a bit of an issue in that I think the Rue guys, um, you can't stop me from running six wind spirits. I'm not trying to stop you from running six wind spirits. I'm not. They're better than the bolt throwers. Basically, they're a bolt thrower with a move characteristic. Also, they're move 24. What the fuck? What the fuck? And they're also move 24, move 12. So they're actually move 36, then charge. They're dumb. They're dumb, dumb, dumb. Um, uh, Speckles, I think uh, into Lumineth Realm Lords, OBR will be fine, I guess. Unless they've got some ruse and they block in your more tech and then you're fucked, basically. Unless you can, like, pew-pew them out, which you can't because you've got no pew-pew. So that sucks to be you, is what I'm going to say. Uh, stock is up on corn, piling six inches. Going to need that bad boy. That's useful. Um, Gitly, genuinely think Lumineth are very strong, but they already were, which I agree with. They may be marginally stronger now, which I agree with, but actually the biggest change appears to be that there are many more viable lists now rather than the same list we were seeing. I agree with Gitly. I feel that the upgrade they got is you just take a regular list and you bang two units of five ruse on, is what I think is is where the list is at. You can go heavy into the ruse because they... The reason I'm going to talk about them loads is they do something different than no one else does. They can, in their movement phase, which is unique, Make it so that your next movement phase, you can't move. The best example of this, which we saw played all the time, is Kairos with a spell portal. Kairos is like, spell portal, six mortal wounds, but most importantly, here's a spawn. Your next move, your next turn, you can't move. You're going to be able to do that with Ruse, and that's going to be very, very, very good. Just imagine making one of them double movement and fly, so 32 inches, right? with a pile-in of six inches and a move away from six inches. So all you got to do, you could just put one unit of ruse in. The ability to just do that means you can pin down a combat block for a turn, depending on priority rolls, maybe two turns, yeah? Making it so that they have to struggle to get out of you, which is really, really good. So, like, that's, like, I don't think the Wind Mages are anything other than a gimmick, even though they've got loads of really fun stuff on them, and I 100% could see people running loads of Wind Mages and having a really good time, and just like running around the board, like I've like I get it. Not wind mages, sorry. Uh, the wind spirits. I can see that you can just have a great time doing that, but you're not going to control any objectives. Like like they've got like Gitli is saying, loads of options. If anything, they've got too many options. But you'd be like, cool. I'm going to take a lawmaster, and you're like, okay, who's who? Are you doubling up with the lawmasters? Like, well, I'm going to take some. I'm going to take some wardens. I'm like, okay, cool. Does the lawmaster help the wardens? Like, uh, you're like. Yeah. Like, but the Wardens are going to win you the game. Like, you can take Sentinels, so you can do some long shooting. Or a Bolt Thrower, but probably Sentinels better. Okay, sweet. How's that going to really double up with Severith? Because, yeah, you can just pile on loads of shots. But if your opponent can just Null Deploy, or can just Deep Strike you, you don't have a lot of board control, because you spent 300 points on one Fox. So, it's, um, there's, a, there, there's still a lot of mistakes you can make with a Lumineth book. But it's got so many options. I think the thing that's offensive about the book 
is it came on the back of the SNESH book. And it's clear that it's two different writers. And it's clear that the SNESH book is just really, really, really bad. And this book is really, really, really good. And it's just got so many options. The guy's just like high as fuck on cocaine. And he's like, in addition, in addition, in addition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> may as well be a different game. It might as well be a different game, Diadrin. Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the kind of general thoughts, right? Um, so anyway, yeah, I've spoken about that a lot. I didn't, I didn't know if I would be talking about it. I guess I've been thinking about it loads since last night. Um, but I want to be positive about Rend, but Luminous Realm Lords having it on every profile makes me feel negative about it. Also, let's talk about the fucking bows. I'm in. Let's go back to the salt mines. We'll go back to the salt mines. Like, let's go back to the salt mines. Why the bows Rend 2? Clip. Rend 2. Come on. Twitch chat, help me out. Someone was like, because they're shooting them in melee. Fuck off. Fuck off, is all I'm going to say. Yeah? Right? Mm. Like, like, what the hell? Let's find other things. Hold on. Let me just cut this for a sec. Let's find other things that are Ren 2. Or not even Ren 2, that we think should be Ren 2. No, not Legolas style. I'm completely against all of what you've just said. Like, in a big way. Um, <laughs> let's find some units. Uh, there are too many mortals and too much Ren flying around at the moment. Uh, the biggest problem in the game currently is that the various games writers are clearly designed and rules with different end goals of the game in mind, says Gitli, and I agree. Um, are Luminous Realm Lord the Space Marines? I swear there's a definite great build, but other builds are still really good. Hermanister, yes. Um, they were designed in Nottingham, Bowcrime, capital of the world. Do you know, I don't even need to look at this, actually. Pete's just solved the problem. Pete solved the problem! Because they're in Nottingham. Like, I'm sorry, guys, but there's a lot of Bowcrime here. Uh, three bowstrings is more powerful. Release of the arrows, more armor pen. So rent two. <laughs> Snashy Bowman wanting to mutilate you don't have rent two. They don't. Salamanders are rent two. They're fine. That's true. But salamanders are uh, salamanders rent two in combat. Yeah. Unbelievable. Right. Can we talk about the key story today? The key story. I know there's going to be a lot of conversation going back and forth about Luminous Realm Lords. A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. But really, who cares? Because I was thinking about just on Monday doing a show only about Sloppity Bar Piper. Just three hours of pure Sloppity Bar Piper goodness. Slippity bloop bloop. Slippity bop bop. Slippity blop. Because he's brilliant now. He's brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. And I feel like that really needs to be our takeaway from the whole experience of today. Like, you can talk about your elves all day long. Your kangaroos are amazing. Um, but, uh, <laughs> like, that's all I want. That's all I want to talk about is Sloppy Barbie because I think he's really great and uh, super positive. Uh, and also shows that they're like, they, they can learn. They can learn to be better. Uh, I like the way uh, you work it. No sloppity. <laughs> I like the way you work it. It's pronounced floppity bull papa. Floppity bop bop. You could do an all mount Illumineth army with low magic, says Kelbar. I agree. Um, and you could really do something pretty potent with an all mounted Illumineth army. You could do. You can make so many Illumineth armies. It's a great, great book. I think that's the thing we all probably should take away from this conversation mainly. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I have 9,000 points. How do I do? Dance party. No dance party today. I'm not. I don't have it in me. Tomorrow, I'll dance party, I promise. So do they have the sharper arrows like the sharper bullets for Marines? <laughs> They've got the sharpest arrows, I think is the point. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay with I'm okay with the Lumineth. I really am. Like, because they're not... Because... So, like, I think with the Lumineth, don't compare them to Sylvaneth. Don't compare them to Beast of Chaos. Don't compare them to Cities of Sigmar. Like, you're comparing completely different books. Just compare them to Seraphon and Zinch and be like, well, they're fine. They're super fine. Like, that's the level. That's the level that they're released at. Like, which is why Sinesha terrible. Everyone's like, Sinesha good. I'm like, compared to who? Because it's not Seraphon, because they'll fucking kick your dick in. Like, not compared to Zinch, smash your face in. It's not compared to Daughters of Cain, they'll again kill you. Like, however, however, compare them to not War Tribes. War Tribes will beat them as well. City should beat them. Um, if you compare them to Gargans, fuck yeah. You guys are having a great day. You can play Warhammer all day. Um, Uruk should beat them all day. Uh, uh, I'm okay with Lumineth until I start playing them in real life and they make me cry. <laughs> uh, Rob Games Workshop was just sticking to the narrative and make Lumineth as hate as high elves. That's the other point that we really need to get on board with. Like, and I think should be the narrative of the day. Is we're going to see a lot of Lumineth armies on the tabletop. And who doesn't like killing elves? That's the real consensus. Like, because it's... I don't know about you guys. I reckon some of you guys are probably minted, so I'm probably going to offend you now, but I don't. But you know when that guy turns up with the sports car? Yeah, and he like revs his engine. He's like, rum, rum, rum. Rum, rum, rum. Like, and you like, and like, everyone kind of looks at him and you're like, ah, what a dick. And again, if that's any of you, I'm sorry. That's kind of what their elf players are like. They'll be like, and mortal wounds. Rum, rum, rum. And they're like, and I move again. Rum, rum, rum. That's, that's who they are, right? That's them. That's them. They're just like constantly like telling you about their next rule and they're like, and my rule every time. That's the elf player. So that's fine. They can be that guy. Those guys need to exist. They help in trickle down economies apparently. Like they need to be there. Um uh, <laughs> uh call it now, set this game will have some extreme limitations to units section the missing artifact table says Aaron Frank. I haven't looked at that yet actually. Uh so looking forward to that. Uh, elves are the new nets. <laughs> no, we like nets, don't we? Don't we like nets? I don't know, man. This is taking me forever. I feel like I've been painting this for like three streams, and I've got fucking nowhere. And this is oh, this is one of eight pieces for one board, and I have eight board no sixteen boards to do. I'm gonna die. Fuck. This is a nightmare. Okay. Do you know what? I'm just gonna paint terribly, and then. That's, uh, there's no one can sort it out. <laughs> Fuck. I'm so fucked, lads. Like, I'm going to do nothing in April. Like, all the sun's going to start coming out. Everyone's going to be having a nice time. I'm going to be, like, just in here, just painting. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, get a bigger brush. I can't get a bigger brush because the bits are small. Look. I'll show all right, Hold on. Let me show you. I can't get a fucking bigger brush, can I? Look, this bit's small. So I've got, this is a pretty big brush. That's like, what else can I do? It just takes forever because there's loads of little bits. Fuck. 
maybe a bigger brush would help. It's a big brush! I can't use that. I'll get it all over the place. Um, saw someone comment that Blood Bowl has teams designed to sit in different power levels, tiers, and kind of feel like AOS is moving in a similar direction. I feel it is, but unintentionally, Pete. Um, uh, <laughs> I think it needs a bigger brush. St uh, get a size 12 plus brush or something. Wait, brushes have sizes? Does anyone... I don't have one. So uh, you need a team of local painting volunteers. Call out to anyone based in Nottingham uh, who would like to be one of my painting volunteers. Um, that Lumineth Archer hero really has overpowered, as people are saying. Brother Scar, no, he is not as overpowered as people are saying. But he is good. But overpowered is not what I would describe him as. Uh, he is just good. And very effective. Twos and twos. I don't like that. I saw someone making a point about it's twos and twos, and I agree. I don't think twos and twos are ever, should ever really be in the game. I think it should be very specific characters that hit on twos and wound on twos. Like Archeon is like, I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, like, um, maybe a Bloodthirster. Like, maybe. But I don't think, like, regular schlubs. And I know Wind Spirit's actually meant to be up there. Um, and is really good. But he hits on twos, wounds on threes. So... Like, but I don't. I think two should be very rare in the game. I think the game would be better if it was a lot rarer to get down to twos and stuff. So, um, uh, the wind spirit is just really frustrating for people to play against as most in power. Yeah, but he's three hundred points. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot of points. Um, uh, Lumineth is akin to Magic Gathering pure blue control deck where people give up as their armies can do anything else in the core phases. Yeah, like again, the ruse are going to be able to produce that effect. Like, and to be fair, the wind spirit, uh, so like the archer guy who we just spoke about is going to also have that same effect. But um, I still think the army is playable against. Like, I wouldn't say if it wasn't. I don't feel it's as bad as Sanesh pre-nerf. Like, that was that was genuinely horrific for people to play against because they were like, cool, so I just charge you. Similar to pre-nerf on um, uh, the Gristlegore, Ghoul King on Terrorgeist. Also, same thing. Pre-nerf. Uh, was just so savage to play against. Um, and striking. Way 10 points for Rob. Ding, ding, ding. Um, uh, wait, the Lord Regent is uh, is his purest Aether Quartz, a reference to Blackadder and the purest green. Maybe, in turn, Matt. Maybe. Fucking love purest green. I've made purest green. I hope so. They do. There's a load of comical names. Like, they've done really well with Sloppity Bar Piper names, right? Like, there's some comedy in there. Those guys know what they're about. They're having some fun. Um, when do you need these painted for, Rob? Uh, middle of May. May the 14th or something? Um, middle of May is when I need them painted by. So I've got about six weeks. Some of them isn't, aren't as detailed as this. And they aren't as involved. This is a particularly involved piece. Um, it's quite detailed. So, like, it's taken a while. But it's fine. I just haven't, like, stuck my nose in that. I haven't gone, like... I guess it's 7am, time to start painting, and then like finished at 12pm at night, and he just put some shifts in. I think that's the problem. Um, I've just been doing shows, and like, you know, when a book comes out, you're reading everything, and you're organising stuff, so, yeah, that takes a while. Um, uh, that, what's that, roughly a table a week? Yeah, uh, I think I should be able to do it. It's just gonna, I'm just going to have to require me like not doing anything else, really, for the next month, like just doing the shows and painting on the shows. And having the guests do all the work and just be like, tell me something about Age of Sigma. Um, <laughs> for a month. So I'm sorry if... Uh, hopefully you guys can just tune in with me and we can just get it done. 
um, and sort it out. I think it'll be a fun time, uh, but it's going to take a while. Um, Big Wild has an entire army on 2+, plus, 2+, plus, and it's not game-breaking, but that's because they have weaknesses in other areas. Pete, to be fair, though, in order to get to 2+, plus, 2+, plus, you have to build the army in a specific way, and it does have to wait. You either build it a specific way to get to 2+, plus, 2+, plus, straight off on turn 1, or or you do have to work towards getting 2+, plus, 2+. Plus. It's like not automatic. It's not on the war scroll. So there is like some give and take on that. Um it's rough, uh, though, to have that for any army that competes in all phases of the game. Agreed. Uh, I do have an airbrush. That's how I did some of this cool effects. Um, uh, the 3D terrain is amazing. I need to find uh, someone willing to print a beanstalk for my Mega Gargant space, a.k.a. Jack the Giant. Merman, there are loads of people on... Is it Etsy? Who do 3D printing for people um, that's available. I'd offer, but right now... Uh, and will be something I offer in the future to do 3D printing for people. But right now, all the 3D printers are just printing terrain. Right now, I'm printing out tyranny terrain. Um, all the HCMR terrain's done, so now I'm just printing out 40k terrain, so that's going to take a while. Um, it takes about a week. So I've got four printers going full-time, and it takes about a week to do a board's worth of terrain. So if you were to, you know, um, do that for yourselves at home, like if you picked up one printer, it would take you about four weeks to do, uh, roughly, roughly do about four weeks to print yourself a board of terrain, uh, which isn't bad. To be honest, like, you know, I doubt many of you have, like, whole venues that you've got to fill up. Uh, but it is exciting also for when we go and do live coverage at events. It also means, like, we'll be able to go and take really nice terrain with us. Not that events don't have really nice terrain. And also, we already instituted this last year. We went to live coverage at events uh, because uh, the wonderful Gary from Dark Fantastic Mills, who, again, is amazing. You should check his web store out all the time. He's been nothing but supportive of us for years without really much kind of feedback i know there's a bit of quid pro quo like he's really nice for us uh, to us and we talk about him on the show but like he's been nothing but just a really nice fella like and i've just been impressed with his work always so i fucking i shout him out all day like and, and i spoke he's been on the show he's just a really nice guy man like and he does really he's really talented and does some really good work so if you guys want to go see some 3d printed terrain you can go see that um or if you want to get into the game yourself there's some great, like, Patreons and stuff. Print out your own stuff. Um, uh, do you use non-resin printers? Do the prints come out smooth? I do use non-resin printers, and the prints do come out smooth. Not for miniatures, though. I wouldn't use them for miniatures. Uh, Chris, yes. 100%. If you're willing, then yes. Uh, 100%. Uh, we're being restricted to a D6. There's not much room for scales if we say a decent model hits on 3 plus and regular plus on 4 do. There should likely be more 2 plus to hits than currently. Count more, I agree. Like like Bloodthirsters 2s, right? Like, it should be 2s and 2s. There's no way a Bloodthirster isn't a 2 and 2. Like, narratively, he's a 2 and 2. And I'm with you. I think really the game should just be like, it's mainly 3s and 4s. It's mainly with the exceptional 2 plus. Like, with the exceptional 2-plus here and there. Like, mainly 3s and 4s. Well, not mainly 3s and 4s. Like, 3s to 5s, obviously. Um, oh, thanks, Chris. That's that's awesome of you. Uh, you print just terrain or models as well? Uh, oh, talking about meatball there. Uh, uh, there you go. Yes, meatballs. Oh, there you go. Uh, skink with 2-plus. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, uh, I, and I agree with Cam Moore's point 100%. I, I agree with him. Like the D six is is not enough variance probably for a game, um, and and I, maybe it would be cool to see it move to a D eight. It really would. It would make the game far more interesting. 
and that level of granularity. Uh, but I do feel there could be more stuff. I mean, with Illumineth, they seem to have given away some pretty, like, they've broken some pretty significant barriers. They're like, they're like, what's fast? They're like, move 16. They're like, well, should we make these move 18? They're like, nope, no, 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 move 24. Don't, let's not fuck about. Let's go all the way. So that's, that's fast. That's, and then with an additional 12-inch move on top. In an army that can double movement, like, they've, they've pushed the boat out on the Lumineth release, at least. But, like, again, like, I, I think I've qualified the fact that I think it's, I think it's just made a strong book stronger, um, but it's put it in Seraphon level. Um, and actually into Seraphon? Eh, probably quite good. I'd probably take into Dawn Riders against Seraphon, if I was 100% honest. I think that's the way. Uh, but, like, Ruse and Dawn Riders. I think you could comfortably see two units of Ruse and a unit of Dawn Riders in a list. And that's, like, a really, like, like meta tech like build, I would say. Uh, percussive Scruff. Rob, I've got 30 unassembled Meliusai, and I want to run Viperic Guard, Marathi, uh, two Bloodrack, and three units of Snakes. List that isn't too dicky for local games. Do I go heavy on melee snakes? Uh, yes. If you want to have, if you want more engaging games with your friends, then like maybe you can make yourself a unit of five bow snakes. Um, but as soon as you start getting to the ten and fifteen category, you're gonna have some pretty aggressive games. You could also progressive scruff. Not uh, is Viperic guard locked into three units of snakes? Yeah, like it's hard three, isn't it? Or is it two to three? Otherwise, I'd say go MSU because the command ability from Marathi is even is worse the more you compound it with a unit so if you have a unit 15 obviously that makes it way worse when you two to three okay in which case i'd go for mainly combat snakes um and then like a little unit of shooters and then you like that will be a more engaging game for your opponent uh, and it's still really good still really really good um so yeah really good uh, but that's nice of you to think about it because of scruff i think that's really lovely of you that you're thinking how can i make my games more engaging for my friends making it so it's more melee orientated. Plus, they're going to have to deal with Marathi anyway. That's going to fucking hurt. <laughs> uh, hey, Tristan. I think Dawn Rise is a great addition to the Ruse. Make a three-drop list last night. And then, uh, and I don't think it has the punch or the bodies. Yeah, it's going to be... You're going to fight for points in a Lumineth list. And, but they've got so many options. Uh, 40 inches. Poof, that's only width of the table. They can start attacking the other tables at tournament. <laughs> so that's the right way. That's the right way. Um, yeah. So we haven't talked about the fact that they can destroy faction terrain. And that's more of like a mid-table bully thing. Like, I mean, OCRs are obviously going to be unhappy about the fact that their faction terrain, which they're putting in the middle of the board, is going to get smoked. But again, I don't think people are going to... I don't think people are going to take them. I really don't think people are going to take the Wind Spirits. I think, I think people will try them out for a few months and then they'll generally fall by the wayside. Uh, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people will take them loads and loads and... They'll feature in really competitive lists. They're really like, they have loads and loads of rules. I was about to say that they're nuanced, but that isn't fair. That's not what I mean. They have loads of things that you can do with them. Uh, they must be a really engaging piece to play with because you can do so many fucking things with them. You can be like, cool, I'm going to move up. I'm going to snap their character. I'm going to move away. Like, cool, I'm going to move up, I'm going to snap their character, I'm going to charge, and I'm going to make it so that they can't pile in, and I'm going to move block a unit. And it's like, okay, I'm going to move up, I'm going to shoot a character, I'm going to move again, I'm going to not charge, I'm going to destroy a piece of faction terrain, I'm going to uh, destroy a faction terrain piece. Like, there's a lot of options for one model to do, yeah? Like, a lot of options for what they can do. Um, so, 
But I don't think you're ever going to see one just YOLO swaggings across the board, get onto a piece of um, uh, Git's terrain and blow it up. Because you're just down 300 points for that trade. Maybe you think that wins you the game. I wouldn't say it wins you the game. Like, because then it's in your opponent's territory. Unless you've got the priority roll coming up. I mean, the baller, the most baller move, um, the most baller move that you can possibly ever do is double move. Like, you've got the priority roll coming up, so you're going second. You double move Severith. You whip over. You destroy the Loon Shrine. You get the priority roll. You just fly the fella back. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone goes home and has the worst time. Um, uh... Same one, considered 120 zombies, no matter how good they are. Well, looking at the new zombies from Gravelords. I hope the Sin guy does the Gravelords book. They does the Gravelords book. I personally think... I personally think that something like Severith, with all of his rules, is better than a Slangor that does nothing. If, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think anyone's advocating... For them writing war scrolls like Slangor. Because it's dumb. I feel like the problem at the moment in the game. Is the disparity is too big. Between the stuff that's just rubbish. And the stuff that's got all the rules. So. I I would say that I would prefer. Having Severith style models and rules. To ever having a Slangor. Because if like. Because if we, if, we, if we are true to ourselves. And we genuinely believe in the rule of cool. If we're like, we love this army, like Zombies is a good example. Oh, Lord Wynn, thank you for resubscribing. Zombies is an example that we're talking about in the chat. Like, Zombies, we expect to be rubbish, but if there's like a horde of zombies, I want a horde of zombies to be good because they're a horde of zombies. Like, they're meant to like fall over you and do loads of janky stuff. Like, that's good. I don't want stuff like Slangor. I don't want stuff like... Uh, I don't want Shalaxi to have one spear attack. Like, Shalaxi is an incredible model. Like, I can never paint Shalaxi. It's not, it's not in my skills. But, like, for people who can, Shalaxi's like... And Shalaxi's got such a badass, like, story. She's like this, like... She just fights with heroes. She's like, I'm going to fuck heroes. Let's go. Yeah? Like, give her, like, four. Four spear attacks. Fuck off. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, give her that. Um... That's what I'm saying. Uh, speaking of which, wind charges are sleep cheaper than Slangor. Agreed. Yeah. High tide fits all boats. Glow down. That's a great point. That's a that's a really nice way of describing it. Thank you very much. Um, uh, yeah, I expect Grave Lords will have terrible rules, but they are pretty. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, most in power. I like that they're looking for ways to make units good and useful other than just making them blend. Agreed. More utility is also probably better. I think a lot like when we talk like so the conversation obviously i was having about the wind charges earlier is the wind charges being strong are strong because of their charging and not moving into the closest unit which maybe is something that shouldn't even be in the game uh, i spoke to vince last night and that was um uh, something he said so i don't want to like quote it and then say like that was my thoughts he was like maybe that's a a line that should never be crossed is that you can't not pile into the closest model and i think i agree i think i agree but it's there now which op which is options for loads more units to do the same thing. Like, as soon as one's got it, it's coming in move and move again. Um, I kind of hope Grave Lords are pants so it feels good when I win with them. You probably will, Tony. Like, <laughs> I hope they're rubbish too. Um, like, not rubbish. I don't hope they're rubbish. No, I don't agree with that. I hope that they're as bent 
as I don't think Lumineth and Ben. I hope they have as many interesting and interactive rules as the Lumineth. And I know some of you might be like, Rob, it's dumb. There's too much fucking stuff. But if everyone has too much stuff, it would be the same. And that is the problem. Like, Slangors are just a terrible war scroll with no cool shit in them. Like, they suck. Like, they suck. I want Blood Knights to have, like, they charge, they suck the blood of a vampire, and they heal, like, of a, something they've killed. They heal D3, and maybe they can pile in six inches. Like, I want them to have, like, all of these. It's much better to have all of the rules on the war scrolls than it is in some, like, faction abilities or some random artifact. It's just like. Why about why a Legion of Nagash good? It's like, well, we accidentally put Ethereal on a gem in an expansion, and now that's the meta for a fucking a year. Like, it's much better that they're on the War Scrolls. You'd be like, do you know what? Bang that up 50 points or put that down 20 points. But, like, I don't want Slangor at all. I don't want to collect him. I think the Bliss Barb Archers look 11 out of 10. Like, really nice, but they suck. And that's a shame because you want them to have loads of awesome rules and do awesome shit. Like, I think that. I think I'd prefer a game where everything's a bit of a hero than I would a game where everyone's a bit of a loser. So, and that's, that's kind of a vibe. And I know that that goes against... Because we're way past... Like, you're not reining any of this in now, is the point. You're not reining any of it back. You're not stopping Seraphon being what Seraphon do, or Zinch doing what Zinch do, or Lumineth now doing what Lumineth do, or Daughters of Cain. They're not, they're not stopping. Like, there's a power level... Like, when Flesh Eater Quartz and Skaven came out, they were like, that was a huge leap for the game and now we're into another huge leap so we're not we're not moving away from that so you just kind of have to fucking embrace it because uh, we want to play so i just i just want to be a part of it and just play and just be like cool whatever like that's dumb <laughs> <laughs> nothing is broken if everything is broken yep and i think what was that what did um what did thing he say because i loved that i thought that was really good um but like you could have a different game like i don't agree I think I think maybe where I'm opposed to everyone else, not everyone else, that's not fair. I think where I'm opposed is I don't want, like a lot of people said, I want all of the books to be like Sinesh. I don't want any of the books to be like Sinesh. It's terribly worded. It doesn't work with itself. Makes no sense. You can't play loads of different lists. Most of the units are trash. Throw it in the bin. Like, I would much rather every book be like, and I'm going to plant a flag now. And if you don't agree, I want to hear about it. I'd rather every book was like Lumineth and Seraphon. That's what I was like. More options, more things. If the game, like, teleport's already in everything. The game's dumb already. So, like, let's just have fun with it. Like, let's enjoy ourselves. Let's just have fun. Be like, I'm going to do 18 things. You're like, you're going to do 18 things. And then when we go to tournaments, everyone's like, we only ever got till turn three. That's on Games Workshop, the TOs. Like, maybe we only play 1,500 point tournaments anymore because it's just quicker, like, and we need to because... You can't finish games, whatever. Like, we can just deal with that as a community. I think that's fine. Um, so, yeah, I think we should stop looking to Games Workshop, try and help us out, just fucking roll with it, to be honest. Uh, it used to be an amulet artifact. Uh, piling, pile change directly impact the core game mechanics. Another example of how Luminous Realm Worlds bend or play outside the core rules in every phase. Hopefully, it makes more sense in AOS 3, says Team and Cash. Agreed. Uh, I will howl if AOS 3 has rules that end up inadvertently nerfing Luminous and Seraphon. <laughs> Uh, a problem is that changes like uh, FAQ take forever. I've re-OP. I agree with that. Um, uh, I just want to play. The thing I'm looking forward to most, uh, doing once we can play in real life, is rolling my fucking stupidly big gargant dice. Good, Colonel Cabbage. I'm into that. Uh, yes, but no. Less range, less teleport. I think less shooting. I'm in, Brother Scar. 
Don't you think you get to a point where there are too many rules, though, uh, Brad Pitt Lord? Agreed. Brad Pitt Lord, uh, yeah. I, I do. I do, I do, I do. Um, think that that's true. Um, that you, like, and I feel that that re... Again, I feel that that sits inside sub-faction rules, command abilities, not command abilities as much. I mean, I would quite like it to go back to only a general does a command ability. Like, that's what I'd like to see again. I thought that that was wicked. I don't like this everyone's fucking giving out orders. That's not how you work. No one's having four bosses, are they? Hey, let's go meet the four bosses and see what they all think. That's not what it's... Just the one guy. And lady. Or thing. Or giant demon. Or whatever it is you want. Like, the one thing in charge is what I would say. The one leader. Uh, but that's me. Um, and then all the sub-faction stuff I think is nice for playing your armies differently. But, like, I, I like... I like I've liked Age of Sigmar forever because it's like the, I know the game, here it is, and it's like then I get my little card which is my unit, and I add it on, and then you add yours on, and then we fly fire around. It's like cool. I'll take that one off and I put this other card on. I think that's a great way to play a game. I think it's a great way to build a game. Like I, like I when they put in all of the sub faction stuff and the battle traits and all that it makes sense because they want to sell you a book in addition because they already give us the war scrolls for free. So they want to add all this extra bump on because you're paying for it. There you go. There's your value. There's your £35 or £30 that we, we, we're going to make you pay for this. I think just fucking slap them on. Like, that's pretty good. I quite like that. I quite like that as a game. I think that would be like, I think stripping it back to that would be fine and would be a fun game to play. Um, the Dream Scenario is a book designed with options and synergy like the Lumineth Throne Lords and Seraphon books, but with power level that sits in the middle like Save Darkness book. Uh, yeah, Pete. I think the problem is, is you're like, when you do something like give sixes to wound, do mortal wounds, you immediately go and find the biggest source or pool of those. I think one of the things about the Lumineth stuff is they don't, uh, they've got the Sun Metal weapons, which definitely gives them. Uh, the Lumineth book really fucks with their opponent more than it like fucks with itself. It's quite interesting. Like The Seraphon book really does a great job of just making itself way, way stronger. The Lumineth book does a really good job of making your opponent way, way worse. That's pretty much how it works. So that's the tipping point. And I guess really, conversation is which way do you think it should work? I think making your opponent's army worse is a feel bad, personally. Um, but maybe you need that. Like, maybe you need that in a in a game as well. Because they have that in Magic, right? I'm not saying Magic is the perfect example. But having a control deck or something that controls the board, maybe that's quite good. Um, more news about Bretonian Stormcast. You made my dick hard off that. <laughs> that's all I heard. I heard the starter box was Bretonian Stormcast. Uh, Bretonian theme Stormcast and of course uh, some green skins. That's what I heard. Uh, and then uh, there's hot tea I spilled the other day about how I think that all integrated together. So, Gitly, I literally have four bosses. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, man. I guess all of you are my bosses, so I guess I have more than those. Um, Brad Billord, I got three bosses. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> I also like inspired presence as a preventative rather than reactive ability. Yeah, like Tony, like it used to be. Yes, like it used to be. It used to be. These guys are immune to battle shock. Go forth, lads. Fucking good luck. That's how it used to be. Not now. Like, oh, you've hurt those guys. Don't worry, lads. You're fine. Like that was the best. Fucking, you would send two units forward. You'd be like, get them, and they'd be like, well, I won't fight the one that's immune to battle shock. You'd be like, foiled my plan again. <laughs> it was just a bit simpler. Which is good. Um, uh, what's the question from you, Tom? Uh, 
would you say Daughters of Cain, Lumineth, and Seraphon Zinch are balanced against each other? Yes, Brother Scar. Uh, balanced against each other is... Maybe there's like, uh, this beats that. But I would say that you could put Daughters of Cain, Lumineth, Seraphon, Zinch. <sighs> Not KO. Like, KO's an interesting one because it was really written by the... It was clearly written by the bad writer. So the guy who just writes bad books. Like, it, like it's just a badly written book. Um... But I think it, it's in the competitive level because of points. Like we talked about with Snesh, like take 50% off all the Snesh uh, uh, War Scrolls. You end up with like a competitive book, but it's still a trash book written-wise. So maybe not KO I'd throw in there. Fire Slayers I'd maybe throw in there. Um, uh, but I don't think that was written by the, that guy either, to be honest. Because again, I think Magma Dross, like are just written terribly. I think they're all written really badly. So I think he, they're, they're KO and those ones are in the same kind of category. So where are we at? Lumineth Realm Lords, Seraphon, Lumineth Realm Lords, Seraphon, Zinch, um, Daughters of Cain, uh, uh, um, of Courts, Skaven, ah, Skaven, 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 um, maybe not, maybe, maybe, like, I think that was the Sin Guy's old books, uh, maybe, but at least those four or five you could put into a, a, a tournament and play on their own. Yeah, just fucking crack on, and then you could just do the other ones. Uh, do you think I, I think Skaven probably fit into the mix? Like maybe. Like me and uh, Don't All doing a show on this on Wednesday, so more on that uh, then. But you could just split that tournament up, and that would be fun. I think that would be fun for everyone. I think everyone would be like, cool. And I don't think like anyone's a tryhard or not a tryhard. You split them up. Just be like go play. Like, and I think like someone like James Bean, who I spoke about yesterday, who's running his Fireland Star host, would like have as much a fun time playing against all of the like Lumineth and everything as he would against I think all of those people would have fun playing each other and everyone else would be like we're having fun as well like personally um, uh, so it's more about bridge everything to around Lumineth's level than rather leveling down everything to Hedonites again Hedonites isn't I'm gonna like I'm gonna like write it out so like I'm very specific with my wording Hedonites isn't intended to be a power level that's bad it's just bad so the fact that it's competitively like average isn't because it was intended to be competitively average it's just badly done whereas all of the rules for lumineth seraphon not zinch because some of the zinch stuff like doesn't work with itself but the demon part definitely um daughters of cain all of their rules work with each other. They have a rule that's good, and they have another rule that they can add to make it good, right? And so you as the opponent also have a way to stop some of that. If I kill your priest, you don't get your priest buff. If I kill your wizard, you don't get your wizard buff. Like, there are ways, and they're all playing that game. Whereas the other books are like, my unit does this. Thumb. <laughs> I get no ways to make it do anything better. And then you just play your game. Um, or you have things like Gits, Corn, Gits, Corn, OBR to a degree. I'd, actually, I'd probably put OBR in that top category. I'd put OBR up there with Zinch and everyone else. They can go play. I think they've got legs. They can go up there and play. You put all them up there. Get like, go fucking play that game. Um, but I think, like, uh, Saves to Darkness. Saves to Darkness, definitely. Corn, um, Ogre Moor Tribes. Um, I'd, I'd put Cities of Sigmar up there as well. Daughters of Cain. Daughters of Cain, Lumineth Realm Lords, uh, Zinch, Seraphon, uh, Cities of Sigmar, um, 
uh, I'd put up there with the, with those guys. I just want everyone to know that. I think Cities of Sigma are like right up there. OBR, OBR, I'd put there as well. I put up there with them. Um, uh, a lot of books feel like if they were watered down, either with too much points or lack of combos. Uh, same for Skaven, Engineer for War Machines, Priest for Monks. Um, uh, so it's more, uh, yeah, KO can play. KO, but KO is just like KO can play is different, be to, like because they're cheap, like not because they're like some clever genius like like interaction thing. I don't know. Who knows? Fucking who, who am I to judge? Some dickhead on the internet. That's what I am. But I love talking to you guys about it, and I appreciate you all. Um, uh, no clarification yet, actually. Uh, MJ, but hopefully we'll have all of the rules. So Monday night, me, Nathan, uh, James, Dan are going to go through the Lumnes stuff. Although maybe it's just going to be show for three hours on Slocky Bar Piper. Who knows? Um, uh, who knows? Uh, Rook Warclans could probably go up there as well. Probably go. Up. It's probably easier to say what can't go up there, to be honest. But we'll talk about that more on Wednesday. Um. Uh, okay. Well, gents, it's been lovely talking to you. I've gone way over time. Uh, and so I'm not going to really go anywhere. I'm just going to carry on painting. But we're going to do it outside near a window so I feel like a human being as opposed to a cave troll. <laughs> it's been lovely talking to you all. Uh, I apologise again uh, about the no coverage today uh, and to the TOs, but we will be doing more in the future. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be doing a show about the um, the previews for stuff that's coming out from the different Patreons for 3D printing uh, next month. So I don't know if you guys caught it last month, but this month, because we're, we're close to April coming up, um, uh, there's a bunch of Patreons and they've got a bunch of designs uh, and we're going to go through them, talk about them, be like, this is cool, this is fun. Uh, I'm going to be showing some um, uh, terrain Patreons as well, because I think that that's obviously something that's fairly relevant at the moment. Um, so it's going to be really good. Uh, so that's all tomorrow. Really looking forward to that. Uh, thanks for tuning in today, of course, as always. Thanks to everyone who listens to the podcast. Thank you to everyone who watches on YouTube or subscribes or anything like that. Um, and everyone on Patreon and all that. So yeah, you guys are great. Uh, anyone got any? No, I'm just going to go. Uh, oh, well, we need to raid someone. Of course. I've been forgetting that. Let's go do that. Uh, thanks, guys. It's really nice seeing you, and I really appreciate you being here. Um, Twitch. Twitch was Twitch. Oh, look at that. Let's go. Uh, long. I know who we're going to raid. This guy. We have been. Uh, oh, let's go see. Uh, some Scottish fellow playing Jukari. That's cute. Uh, what the flip? This is always the hardest to find someone to raid. Uh, Podcast Bros, you must be like, this sucks. <laughs> What's a raid? Um, okay. All right. I think I've got one. I know who I'm going to raid. Um, forward slash raid. And then this is friend of the show. Sir Flukes a lot. Let's see if this works. It did. Amazing. He's a lovely fella. Uh, let's go give him loads of love. Uh, thanks very much, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a nice day.